Welcome to Flippin' Amazon, a podcast created by women who sell everyday products on Amazon to support our families. Hello and welcome to another episode of Flippin' Amazon. We're excited that you're here. We're tired. I mean, just if you look at us, we look a little bit tired. We are in the thick of Christmas hustle and bustle being Santa Claus. If we are just talking about Santa real, yes, because we're here. We're the evidence. We're fulfilling orders. We're providing magic to the world. And um, we're excited to be here with you again for another episode. And today, what are we talking about? My brain has just completely stopped. We're talking about when to merchant, when to FBA, and what does that mean for sourcing? I don't know about you guys, but when I'm sourcing for, I have to kind of go out with the idea of this is for merchant or this is for FBA because it feels to me like it's two different parts of my brain. Um, and so it's hard for me to go out and be like, I'm just gathering everything because it's different fee structures. Uh, you can compete differently at the buy box. And so when you're new, this is definitely a beginner question that I get a lot. Um, and then also the struggle of listing something and you're like, why am I not selling? Well, that's what we're going to break down today. I have a coffee delivery. The blurry <laughs> hand is here. <laughs> Cheers. Um, so what's the first question? What is a good started question to get into this? It's just so, it's like such a big topic. Um, we so, can go real basic and say, what is FBM and what is FBA and what do they mean? Yeah, let's start there. Megan, take it away. All right. So I feel like most people have heard of Amazon FBA because it's all over YouTube. Everyone's talking about it as a way to make a buck. FBA means fulfilled by Amazon. So you are sending product to Amazon and they're selling it for you and paying you as it sells essentially fbm means fulfilled by merchant you are the merchant you handle all of everything you're shipping it to the customer you're selling it um and once that's sold after a couple of weeks amazon will pay you for the sale um the benefits to each fba is amazon is handling everything you don't have to do customer service you don't have to store it um, I mean, that's, those are kind of what the big benefits, right? You don't have to store anything. And then FBM, you're just getting your money back a little bit faster because it doesn't have to process in Amazon's facilities and transfer all around, but you have to deal with all of the customer BS and the lies and the scams, <laughs> um, and you're shipping it yourself. So you're liable for, if something goes wrong in shipping, it comes out of your pocket basically. Um, but there's also definite pros to each as well. Um, how far do we want to get into this in the beginning? Let's talk <laughs> some pros and cons of FBA first. And then we'll do merchant and then we'll talk a little bit about how we source for both. So I feel like FBA, people will say, originally when I started selling, number one, that was like the only way to make money. I mean, merchant, I think COVID really put it on the scene um, because merchant sellers really stepped up and fulfilled orders. 
Um, but I hear people say, and I, I don't feel like as much anymore because there's so much more information out there, but I'm just going to send it to Amazon and they're going to deal with it, which is true. But I think the cons, there's a lot of underlying cons. There's no easy button in Amazon. It's not like you just send it off and because Amazon has an easy button and it's called refund. And so when you give your product to them, the cons are refunds, refunds, refunds. It might get lost. It might get damaged. They don't fulfill the order on time. Refund, refund, refund. And then all these people who are like, oh, this was the easy button are like, when are they going to refund me? And I kind of go into FBA like once it's in their hands, in my mind, Amazon is God. Like it's in God's hands now. <laughs> and they don't care about me and they don't care about my little piddly $20 return I was hoping for. And I rarely expect them to refund me. So that is a big negative. I don't think you should go into FBA blindly. Like they're going to take care of it. They do, but they're going to take care of it their way. I think I was always told it was like a set it and forget it thing too. And it is definitely not. Yeah, it's totally the way it's sold. Like in every group or every Instagram is that like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just like, and a lot of it is because a lot of the people who are doing FBA are also not sourcing themselves necessarily. Like they're sourcing on the computer, having it shipped to a prep center. Um, and then doing FBA, the profit margins on that business model are so slim, though. It is so rough if you make a big mistake. Yeah. And the other thing is when you're sending – when I got started, I heard FBA was the way to go. And I remember filling boxes of crap. I only looked at, can I sell this? And sometimes not even that. You know, I bought tons of this stupid lotion, Burt's Bees or something. Because I saw somebody on Instagram post about it. Couldn't even sell it. Spent $500 on product. Filled up boxes. Sent it in. Could, I mean, no information. And there's a lot of fine details in there of not just can you sell it, but should you be selling it? Um, is the listing good? Are there red flags? Are you going against huge sellers with endless inventory? I tend to think of it like a pie. And there are daily sales. That's your pie. And if it's a low rank, you know, it's moving fast. Okay. Maybe everybody gets a slice, but if it's 80,000 or above and it's 10 sales a day and you have a big competitor in the buy box, you're getting a small sliver, you know, when the rank goes up and you have a competitor with endless supply, your sliver gets smaller and smaller. Those are things I just never considered. So I would sit there on listings, no, maybe a sale a month, you know, and so it's not just send it and forget it. And then there's the, it doesn't sell IP issues, uh, listing goes down because it was generic and your inventory is not at your home. Yeah, I, exactly. And then I like you, you basically said earlier is when you send it to Amazon, it's in God's hands now. Like, I don't ever expect to see that item again. If something goes wrong with it, I'm not expecting to see any money back. And it's, if any one of those issues goes wrong, like you just said, I, that's it. I'm out the product, basically. I might be able to recall it, 
but it's going to come back in padded envelopes and whatever it is, it's going to be smushed, smashed, destroyed. Um, it's just not even worth it. So it's kind of like once it's sent to FBA, it's that's it. It's done. If you have a loss, it is it is truly a loss. If you sell it and you make the money, good job. <laughs> like <laughs> you didn't have loss. <laughs> yeah. FBA is wild, wild west. I think um, one of the other things is that is not talked about a whole heck of a lot is repricers on FBA. And I, I don't think FBA is extremely worth selling if you're not using a repricer. Like I didn't start selling FBA until I had my repricer, you know, like it to stay in that buy box and to stay buy box eligible. It, you really need a repricer to blow through the inventory that you send in. You know, because inevitably more sellers are going to hop on that listing. You know, if you can find it, somebody else can find it too, you know, unless you have mom and pop sourcing. So. And and that's such a good point. Amazon is not a storage facility. Like gone are the days where you send three months of product. And I feel like 30 days max. I feel like any inventory sitting over 30 days starts attracting negative attention. I always will get suspected IP or some issue freaking what was this one? I got Aqua Joe or something. It was a Walmart clearance. I sent it in and it sat there forever. And I was like, oh, the Amazon's going to go out of stock. So and it sat there all summer. I should have like took taken my own advice. What happened? The brand shut it down, came after, you know, like it just attracts like it needs to be moving every 30 days. And if you're not seeing inventory, with that in mind, you're going to be losing money, attracting negative attention, fees, all sorts of issues. And that even goes for merchant too. You shouldn't have something sitting on your shelf or in your garage for more than 30 days either for the exact same reasons. They're still going to come after you. They don't care how you're selling it. They just don't want you to sell it at all. So that's, yeah, that's always something to be aware of. Repricers is something that people don't, I had no idea what a repricer was probably until like last year early last year and i was like what is this magic and it was like as, as soon as we set it up we sold so much stuff because <laughs> you weren't having to manually go in and reprice everything for someone who's brand new and you've sent in one box to fba like it's probably not worth your time you have a couple of units that you can check and price and do stuff like that i, I would don't go and spend a hundred dollars a month on a repricer if you're not even making a hundred bucks a month but it's definitely a fun magical tool that is an interesting like don't go spend if you're not making enough like um emily did this fantastic workshop last spring and we went over like kind of like what does it cost to sell on amazon I feel like I run a very, very lean business as far as what my subscriptions and expenses are. And I still have a minimum of $220 a month in subscriptions fees and, and, you know, not including Amazon type stuff. Um, and I'm not even sure that includes my insurance because I don't remember if it was on there. So it could be 300. So I mean, you're like, you really have to think about like, before you start adding on these subscriptions, how much it's going to cost you and Pause them if you're not using them. I know you guys did that a lot over the summer with your repricers. And I love this because you hear on social media, it's so easy. And I mean, 
uh, no, it's not. <laughs> but it gives you this idea that it's like an eBay and you can just put up your inventory and start trickling in sales where I keep going back to this is like a brick and mortar because when you start thinking of it that way, you're setting it up better. You're setting it up to make money, hopefully. But you, when you jump in, you have to put out money to make money. Like with all Keepa, like when people are like, do I have to have Keepa? Well, uh, yeah, it's kind of like this weird gray area where people don't invest money maybe because they haven't started, but you really do have to invest money <laughs> to make more money. And I think that that causes a lot of frustration and new sellers jump out quickly because they get in and it's all micro, you know, you focus on that one shipment that was lost or that one order they refunded somebody six months ago. And Amazon is quantity. I always say that it's a macro. It's like, don't get caught up on one. I don't know, one angry customer who wants a refund, move on, refund them. You don't want a negative comment, you know, what's worse, but it, it does get frustrating because we're all a small shop here. And we're all hand sourcing. And I totally get that. But if you get caught up in the micro, I think people jump out because of that. They're like that one shipment, that one order. And it's supposed to be thousands of orders, you know, you're working through. So it's it's a balancing act for sure. Yeah. I think something um, that I had to, that, that, that's been a hard thing for me to get over because I want to like fight every person for whatever reason. Like you didn't lose that item, you know, you know, like all the things, all the excuses that they come up with. So that's been something that I've had to work on, which is why Jacob kind of handles most of the customer service because he's just, he doesn't source the product. I am, like you said, I am literally handpicking these items off the shelves. So I have more of an emotional attachment to them. Cause I chose them <laughs> each one. Um, something that I had to learn was, you know, if you're selling, we'll use an example of candy canes. I bought the candy canes for $2, sold them for say $13. And the customer is saying that it was lost or crushed or whatever. Like it's, yeah, it's candy canes. Something I had to realize was like, it's not, it's not the full $13 loss. It's the $2 plus shipping. Like I, the profit doesn't really count when we're refunding it. Cause it wasn't my money to begin with. It came to me and now I have to give it back because something went wrong. So it was like, you know, it's, it's not a $13 loss. It was a $6 loss. And that was a big lesson I had to learn when we had a whole bunch of bad product at FBA. And it was like, oh my gosh, I have like 600 crayons at FBA. I'm going to lose a couple, you know, a few thousand dollars, whatever it was. And no, I'm not like, I'm going to lose 50 cents a piece plus whatever the disposal fee for that small item. So it wasn't like a thousand dollar loss. It was a couple hundred dollars. And that's been a big learning curve for me is, is you're not losing the sale amount. You're losing what you paid for it plus a little extra. This is why we always kind of go back to, if you don't have money to lose, it's not the right mm -hmm. time. Because it really, to get it off the ground, you need some resources to buy product. And then you need some resource to put in 
these platforms that help you find product, especially when you're getting started, you just have to have that. Um, so when people come to me and you DM me and sad stories are, you just are like trying to find that get quick money. I'm, I'm the downer. You don't, you don't want to come to me. I'm not the ride or die. I'm the one that's like, no, mm -mm, don't do it. Don't do it. Sell your stuff on marketplace or Macari or eBay. You'll get your money back way faster. And we need to start talking and thinking of Amazon as I'm coming into like my fourth year. Every year I learn so much, right? And so year four, and I'm still building my knowledge and my experience. So it's not like six months and you're off the ground. It does happen for some people because I think this mm -hmm. makes sense. You know, once you get into this, all starts, the dots start connecting. Um, but it can be a struggle. So some of the bad parts of FBA, but there are huge pros of FBA. Um, so we talked about the cons. So it's de definitely not just send it and forget it. One of the big pros I can think of is you are the competitor. You have prime and that means you can price up. And so that's kind of what I, when I'm thinking of, should I merchant or FBA? If there's FBA competition already there. And a lot of times it'll look like merchant sellers are $19.99 and Amazon is at like $24.99. And if you can see that they are consistently in stock at that price, a lot of times I will ship it in and get that $24.99. It's when I start seeing that there's huge gaps in FBA and that I could pick up all of those orders. And a lot of times I'll do both at the same time, merchant and FBA. Well, my, I, I have several listings right now that I merchant for less, waiting for my inventory to get in stock in FBA. And then I priced up and sold it that way too. Um, pros of FBA. Besides making more money. You don't have any of the product, right? It's, and we've said Amazon's not a storage facility, which is true, but they also still kind of are for 30 days, at least minimum. I want you to have all my products and they, you know, they'll reward you too. If you selling, if you're selling stuff quickly, they'll give you more space so you can sell more and, They'll put you, if you keep having a good reputation, they'll put you in the buy box more. So this, the FBA definitely has those benefits where you're, you, they're putting you out there a lot more and holding your stuff for you. I think like the, once you get in this like FBA shipping groove, it's just so easy and so amazing to just like go source your stuff, get your stuff, prep your stuff, ship your stuff, like it's a really easy um, groove to get in and just kind of stay in, you know, like when you're off chasing orders for a merchant, it's always, it's similar in that it's the research you have to find the hot item that's selling right then. And then you just go deep on the item as long as you can. But I think that there's a lot more mental strain on FBM in a lot of ways, just because FBA, you can, you know, you can cast your net wide and get a lot of different items, you know, because, it, you don't go as deep, I feel, for FBA or FBA as you do FBM. And you're not spending that, you know, hour driving away from the house trying to chase that last, you know, like jello pudding cup or whatever that you can find in your tri-state area, you know. Um, like, I won't do that for FBA where I will for FBM. Um, also, those online orders, you know, like, being able to order it and have it sent to your doorstep and more than the stores that are just like Walmart and Target, you know, like if a store delivers, it's worth having it shipped to you.
And the other thing too is small and light, which is like a, such a huge benefit. And I think people don't really realize what a good deal you're getting. You know, you could save a dollar on a lot of these smaller items where normally if you look at it as an FBA seller, you'd be like, oh, who's going to sell an $8 item and make any money on it? But if you put it into this the FBA small and light program, you can actually make decent money on these items that are, you know, not not so much the five dollar range, but six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and they're about to raise it up to twelve dollars. Once it goes up to twelve dollars, I'm like all in on this. Ten dollars was such a good raise. Going up to twelve, it's a huge benefit because then you can ship in those smaller items and they don't take up a ton of space on in your storage limits and stuff. They're small. They're they take up small space. The fees are less because of small light program. Um, and a, I think a lot of bigger sellers, or at least a lot of people who are using prep centers, aren't going to be doing the small and light stuff as much because if they're paying a prep center a dollar per item to pack it, you've lost all your profit on small and light. So I think there's so much opportunity in that FBA program that if you are a smaller seller handling all of the product yourself, it's totally worth trying to figure out. It, get, it opens up a lot more opportunity to you because there are a lot of products sold $10 and under that people don't source. I love small light. It's a game changer. It is. It, I think for small, what I'd say smaller sellers, if you're not doing maybe a million a year, Maybe you're, I don't know what the cap is for smaller big sellers. Um, but I think it's, it is something that is very lucrative for people who are hand selecting their products and sending it in, like you said. Okay. So contrast that with merchant fulfilling. I'm exhausted. That is the biggest downfall of merchant fulfilling. I have fingernail infections on two fingernails. My hands are sliced up. Uh, you I have know, so many paper cuts. <laughs> so many paper cuts. My hands are dry. And, you know, my arms hurt from hauling packages, hauling crap. My feet hurt from walking so much. <laughs> All of it. And then you're dealing with customers who are like, where's my order? <laughs> it's a lot. Merchant fulfilling is definitely there's I feel like I go really hard on merchant in holidays because I'm getting my product there where there's no FBA you don't have six weeks to wait for maybe a checking in so it makes a lot of sense if you are the seller who's like I don't ever want a merchant fulfill why I understand if you're a you gigantor seller but anybody else you should figure out and learn how to merchant fulfill it's not super scary you can do it um but it it is if you're doing quantity, which of course you can always stop. You don't have to do an enormous amount like us. And we're like, why are we doing this to ourselves? But um, that quick money saves lives. Getting it out, selling it in the same day, sending it out, and then seeing that payback quick is awesome. You can really scale a business very easily on FBM. You know, it's, I think it's a lot harder to quickly scale a business on FBA um, just because you don't get that money back as fast. Um, and I was going to say something else and I totally forgot what it was. I think um, Jacob and I have always said that 
you know, FBA has its huge benefits that we just talked about. And merchant has a lot of benefits, which we're about to get into. But when you combine them together, it's like an unbeatable force. I think it's to to be a smaller seller and to be willing to ship FBM. I think it it gives you so much more opportunity. It, customers dealing with customers is annoying, but out of the two thousand orders that I've shipped on Amazon in the last seventeen days, I've had. I want to say like five or six messages, five or six refunds, something like that. So in the grand scheme of things, looking at the whole and then looking at the, the problem, it's not, you know, it's such a small scale compared to, to anything else that I don't mind having to deal with a little bit of customer service if it means I'm getting my money a little bit faster because I'm selling it myself, handling it faster than Amazon could. And I mean, with FBM, especially this time of year, the amount of work that you're putting in kind of like directly is reflecting how much you're selling and what, what you're, what you can find is what you can sell. You know, like there's, it's, it's very much comes down to like, it's, you can make a sales day better on Amazon personally when you're selling FBM because you can go out, find the product, sell the product, ship the product, find more. So I think that's kind of the biggest benefit for FBM for me is it's it's it is completely up to you <laughs> how it goes. You guys have mentioned couples customer service a couple times, and I think that um, a lot of people are scared about the customer service aspect of FBM. But honestly, if you set up some templates. And you make sure that your like responses to the the questions that you get every single day or, you know, not every single day, but like they're just you're like, if you're going to get a message, it's going to be because a package wasn't delivered. Like that's the number one reason. So having a great template of like, you know, do you just, res- you know, respond from a template even on your phone instead of having to go into the computer, you know, um, Megan has an absolutely fantastic one. I thought mine was good. And then I used Megan's. And the customer literally told me it was too much work to push seven buttons. It's the same process. It's just how she worded it. And it's amazing. So. Yeah, it's customers. You get that random, that random, like you do on any platform who's just something is wrong with them (laughs) and they're going to blame it all on you. And sometimes you'll get those people. Um, but it's, it's really not as scary, but I do want to say, I just grabbed, I'm selling on Walmart and in the last 14 days, I've had 171 canceled orders. Um, the canceled order rate on Walmart is astronomical, but it's different. It's not like terrible and it's not before it ships, but it's people who it's your mom and dad who are ordering on their phone. And push by and then they realize later they bought from a third party seller. And so they're immediately like cancel order. But it is crazy all day long. Cancel my order over there. But that doesn't happen on Amazon. Probably I have seven, you know, hey, what happened? I'm sure once once all these candy canes get delivered, people are going to be butthurt in my comments. Like, listen, stop buying candy canes online. If you want impact candy canes. We can't, we can only do so much. Stop it. They're they're not all going to be perfect. That drives me crazy. And then they'll be like, what happened with this order? 
I just can deliver it. <laughs> I made the worst candy cane mistake on Walmart this year. I sold the giant candy canes, the ones that can't be shipped because they shatter if you even look at them. Oh. <laughs> and then I sold them on Walmart. It was kind of like one of those like test buy things like, oh, I'll just throw like five or six of these up, you know, to see if they'll sell. Oh, they sold. And I now have five or six angry customers about how their giant candy cane is shattered to bits and pieces in the back of yeah. you know, USPS van. This is for my grandson's Christmas and now it's ruined. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's you know, it won't be Christmas without that giant candy cane. That you can get at the store. <laughs> my husband got one of those last year and I where it's still unopened in a box somewhere. So it might just go back in his stocking this year because I didn't order it still in one piece. That's uh, my, actually I did say this on to a Walmart customer complaining about prices, but you'll always get the best deal walking your fat butt into a store. I didn't say did fat you use butt. those words. No. <laughs> But I did say, yes, you will always get the best deal if you shop in person, something like that at a store. Yeah. Stop ordering crap right. online. Like, I am not Walmart. I'm not shipping it to you for $2.50. I know this is turned, This is a long week turned to <laughs> let me just unload everything that's been bothering me. It's actually been a fantastic Q4, but it's always those people who are like, you sold this for $12. It's $2 at the store. Like, come on. Then go get it. <laughs> that's, that's not like... $50 here. You know, it's just small, small change. Let's keep it moving. But merchant. So the cons of merchant are sometimes you get angry customers. Also, you are responsible for these products. Like mm. we're, we're saying, um, they don't, they don't, nobody cares if you're like, well, I'm not USPS. I'm nobody cares. You are responsible. Amazon and the buyer looks at you like you are Amazon. And that's the, they don't know you're shipping products from your kitchen table. Um, so that's what they, that's, and they really expect more from you than they do themselves. I mean, I have, I got like five orders out late last week and, you know, out of how, however many thousands. And so I was telling Brandon and he was like, Amazon does, doesn't even have this sort of on-time yeah. delivery rate, but I'm getting dinged for it. And if you buy your shipping through Amazon, because you have the most protection, but I, I, there's just so many little things you kind of pick up along the way. But anyways, another merchant downfall is if USPS or UPS destroys or loses your package, that's, it's on you. You you have to refund the customer and file a claim with them. So I have had so far two messages same product same day that just never scanned in and shipped that we've had to refund and i'm just waiting for the rest of them because that that day that was like the main item that we shipped and i'm like oh man you know here here comes the floodgates are opening we've had two trickle in and unfortunately like not even an initial scan it just says that a label was printed so when something like that happens that's You've got to refund that money. You're out the product. You're never going to see that product again. Very, very minimal chances you'll ever see that product again. And you're out the money. Definitely not like FBA where it comes to you a year later after it's expired. 
and they find it in some warehouse in Timbuktu and they're like oh by the way we have your product here you can have it now um I remember I just sold something like that that was stranded um FBA um are doing FBM and that's that there are two holidays that are very risky to sell for FBM and that's Easter and and uh Easter and Halloween and it's because of the meltable dates which is another thing that we haven't really touched on yet but um a lot of sellers won't touch it just because of those dates and how touchy it is um you know with things melting and it's going to be even worse this year with those meltable dates because they have brand new you know rules and regulations as to how you can manage your your fbm with the meltables um but yeah it it knocks down the amount of sellers that you're up against because a lot of sellers won't you know won't sell on those listings um i think that this this halloween will be really interesting to see what sellers do as far as the reg, you know, the multiples and whether or not they're going to try to bypass that system, you know, like not bypass that system, but get away with things not being melted. Um, but basically the, the new, um, the new guidance that came out from Amazon was that if your account gets what, two or three mm-hmm. violations of a multiple product, they're going to completely deactivate it. So it's a big risk now to send multiple items for Halloween. Sorry, nobody's getting chocolate anymore. Global working <laughs> it away. That's that risk your side with merchant in general. I mean, a lot of these issues, if you get a complaint FBA, they take care of all of it. You know, they take down the review and that really sucks with FBA or merchant. When you get that negative review with something that was completely out of your control and that's it. You're stuck with it. Um, the review. And so when you when you are dealing with customers, just remember that. How important is the product or that money? Is it more important than maybe a negative review? Because that can affect a lot of your metrics. Um, it sits on your account. It can affect your buy box. It, you know, all of the things, especially if you're not moving through a lot of products. So always keep that in mind. I feel like when I was reselling five years ago, people would post a lot on social media about coming after buyers. It was like this buyer, everybody beware of this buyer on eBay and you were going to take them down and call. Do you remember this? It was like, we all had a bone to pick with angry buyers. And that's not, that's not how Amazon works. Don't ask for pictures. Nobody cares for pictures. It's, you know, I feel like what I hear sometimes sellers will be like, you need to send me pictures of what you got. You're just opening yourself up for more issues because the, what is that going to do? Or they'll take pictures of the product before it ships. That's a waste of time. And if it's that yeah. valuable, it should be on eBay. You probably have more protection um, on these other sites than Amazon. And it's well within your rights to do it, but Amazon does not care. I mean, I think it might even be in Amazon stuff like to you can require a picture for a return. They don't actually care. If you were to take that to Amazon and be like, the customer destroyed this, I shouldn't have to. Amazon's like, no, you have to give them a refund. You can't just take all their money. So Amazon, Amazon doesn't listen to their own rules. So why would they, 
you know, enforce the customer to also listen to their rules and stuff. So, well, you're constantly getting emails like this buyer reached out to us on this non returnable product. Send them a return label. Okay. Do not send them a return label outside of Amazon. <laughs> and they're not supposed to be able to return it. And they'll just reach out to you. And then I know I've heard. Lots of sellers reach out like, what am I supposed to do here? Like, mm-hmm. They are telling you to go outside of their platform to fix the problem, which is insane. Don't do that. Don't buy shipping outside of Amazon. Don't try to email customers or, you know, anything like that. Keep it on the platform. But that's crazy. Amazon being Amazon. So um, we kind of covered pros and cons for both. I would Did say. Did really pros of FBM though? What's tell me some pros? I was trying to, I mean, so like we've really glanced over you get paid faster. And I think people get really confused about how, how do you get paid faster? What do you mean? So the, the reason you get paid faster on FBM is generally on Amazon, when you sell something two weeks from then, you'll see the the profit, the, the money from the sale come back to you from the moment you sold it two weeks. So if you're sending it to FBA, you've got two weeks of shipping and processing time, two weeks for Amazon to transfer it to another location, and then it sells, and then you have two more weeks. So kind of as a general rule with FBA, you're looking at like six weeks to get paid for something that you send in. FBM, I sold it this morning. In two weeks, roughly, I'm going to see that money back. So versus six weeks waiting for it to be processed in FBA, a, you're still getting money, um, but you're getting it back a little bit faster. And I think that's something too, that with FBM, if it's going to sell immediately, we're willing to sell it for slightly less profit than waiting to send it into FBA because we're going to get paid faster, which means we can turn that money around to make it into more money a lot faster. So by the time that same item would get checked in and sell FBA six weeks from now, I've already sold 20 of them in that time, FBM. So that's kind of how you get get paid faster with FBM. Um, I think that's, I, I guess I said too, right? Like you, you literally make it your own. If you can go out, shop all day, sell product all day on with FBM, you're gonna make a lot more money than if you have to wait and ship it all into FBA. Only ship it. You can only grow as much as you can ship. Like, yes, if you don't have the schedule, the capacity, the whatever limit you're setting upon yourself as to why you can't ship 400 or 1,000 <laughs> orders like you crazy people, you know, like FBM is going to be really, really rough, tough on you. And as you can tell with all of us, you know, like, We've been staying up late. We've been going to the stores. Like it takes a lot. It does. It takes a lot of mental, mental and physical, you know, power to do this model of like fast paced FBM all the time. Yeah. It's definitely a great place to start, especially if you're coming in with a small budget and you are low risk seller. I always push people post one, list one, see how it does. Look at your fees. Because when you're new, you don't really understand the fee structure that's happening on Amazon, how much you're going to make, how much shipping is. But I I do feel like you have to scale out of that 
all year round at some point because it is exhausting mm-hmm. um the other thing too with fbm right we kind of we talked about it a little bit but right now we're killing it fbm but because everybody's shopping for christmas and things are hard to find and people want the specific things that they're looking for come january we're not going to be shipping hardly anything merchant fulfilled so then we're going to rely again on fba and hope that we still have enough inventory in fba to sell in january so there's definitely better times of year to do fbm um fba is a consistent like if you do that all 12 months of the year it's going to help you grow and then through for like april mentioned easter halloween you've got christmas um those are kind of the big ones right there's not really valentine's day a little bit not as much but those bigger you know national holidays those are the times when fbm comes in clutch and helps you to scale up and make things bigger faster fba is the consistent fbm's the cherry on top we have a product that we were oh sorry that was a great analogy. I'm so I learned from the best. <laughs> Megan's it's got analogies. <laughs> I was gonna say we have a product right now that did a really great merchant, and then when people started finding it, we shipped it in for more. Um, but we were still listing it in the meantime, merchant. So there's a lot of ways that you're just like cleaning up on both ends where you're continuing to make that daily money on the product. And then once it hits FBA, I mean, that's for me, that's an awesome product that I can, it doesn't happen all the time. And if you do find something that's selling fast, like April said, other people are going to find it. So sell it with that in mind. I'm like 24 hours. It's mine. What, what damage can I do in 24 hours on this product? Um, and that's important when you're, especially when you're new, because I know sometimes you're like, I'm going to list one and then we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. And by tomorrow could be over. Um, so if you do find a good merchant flip, go, 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 because it's going to start dropping in price, which is also, we talked about with pricers on the FBA side, just because a product started at $24.99, it's not going to end at that price. And you're going to lose a lot of money in the meantime, waiting and hoping that magically it comes back. So on both ends, pricing, that could probably be a whole call, but um, pricing is key. That's why April is saying about repricers. It's very important that you're selling out at the right time because that, that uh, will hit a rock bottom price where you're losing money. And you, you, the goal is to not have a ton of products sitting there when that happens, when it inevitably happens. We're all silent for the the money that was never made. <laughs> I know we all we mm, literally all have those products that you were just like, it's gonna come back. It's gonna get no, it's not. I had four hundred square feet of bad products last summer. You know, from like you know before I really did like my purge for you know like because it's hard to let go of those products that you sourced. You know, emotional attachment. That's what I'm saying. You hand sourced it. <laughs> That's not happening this year. I am not counting all those things on January 1st. There will be a massive donation at the end of Jan, at the end of December this year. 
I, I think that's probably what we all learned over time is like, it's if it's taking up space, it's not valuable anymore. It's just sitting around, <clears throat> especially if you're housing it in your house. <laughs> um, you know, donate it, get rid of it. If you're anything like us and you're like, it'll come back next year. We'll we'll just hold it till next year. No. I, I opened up like a whole bunch of plastic bins in my garage yesterday and was like, oh shoot. I'm supposed to look at that again. Like <laughs> no, if you're not gonna look at it again, if it's out of sight, out of mind, you don't see it, you're not gonna deal with it. Just get rid of it. <laughs> I actually have a whole bunch of stuff that I did do that with for Amazon and then the listing was deleted or you know whatever mm. because it's amazon and it's this year um and they're actually doing well on walmart so i do have some holdovers that um you know that i was able to carry from amazon to walmart which has been really nice. it's the other thing is like not having to like put up the money for that product like right then you know when you're doing fbm like that i mean you are putting it up but sometimes you can scout you've already spent it <laughs> You can scout out the stores, though. Like, if you have, like, 27 Walmarts in your hour radius, you know, then your 24 hours could be a lot better. Because nobody's as crazy as us to go to 27 Walmarts in 24 hours and pick up everything. So we'll do it. Don't we'll, try us. We'll do it. <laughs> I should Actually, right now, I think I'm too tired. Like, things seem slower this morning, and usually I'd be depressed about that. And today, I feel like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm done. It's too much. I know. I definitely, like, I am tired, but I feel like I'm not burned out like I was last year. I was looking back at my stories on Instagram that I posted from last year, and it was, like, three days ago where I was, like, is anybody else done? Because I am so done with this. And like to, right now I'm like tired, but I, okay, I'm all right. I could keep going for a couple more you days. See, like you've I, got like two stores in you today. You're like, I think I'm going to just, I, you know, yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to step out for a minute. I need to go to find a coffee. I mean, I did a pickup or not. I haven't done a pickup, but I, I ordered one and it's ready. I could go pick up at Walmart today. I'm just, I, and I said this to you guys before the call, but I might as well throw it in here. I feel like we spread out a wider net of products this year, which kind of made me, or it, at least it makes me feel like we're not going as crazy. I'm not hunting one specific product and hitting every single store, like April said, all of the 27 Walmarts in my area trying to find this one product. I'm picking up a couple products from Walmart and then I'm going to Big Lots, grabbing a couple there. Then I'm at Target and I'm getting a couple there. So it's like, it's a, it's a wider net and I don't feel like a chicken with my head cut off running around looking for one thing, trying to sell one thing. That is how so. my October definitely felt was that wider net. And it was, it was mm -hmm. really nice actually. Cause it was like, I had a total list of like 12 things that I was looking for because that's mentally all I can handle you know, before I start forgetting to bring home food for my family. Um, and it was, it was nice. Cause it was like, okay, I could go, you know, I could set my map system and be like, okay, I have to go by CVS, Walgreens, Target, Walmart. And so, you know, you just kind of like bounce back on all the stores. Whereas when it's Walmart, it's usually like, you know, 20 or 30 minutes between Walmarts. Mm -hmm. 
And the other thing too is we actually had a lot in FBA. So while I'm moving a lot of merchant, I still have FBA going really strong. And that's a really good feeling this year. I was just actually looking at FBA because I have been so busy and we've sold out of everything. You know, you just, it just trickles in and you're not even thinking about it. It's just added with the lump sum, but you're not like looking through every order. Um, we started really strong and I, it's crazy because things didn't really start moving for us on Amazon until like 10 days ago or so. And we were fully stocked and now we have almost nothing there, which is awesome. Which is awesome that happened, but you're also like starting over. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then they're going to take away all of our our uh, storage space because <laughs> we're not sending in stuff. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like this year you learn so much year over year and we uh, we're going to do an end of year review soon. But I feel like I'm so proud of us for taking some of the things we learned last year. You're right about it's nice having a lot of products there. Usually I'm traveling around the country for these products. And I haven't even gone to all of our stores in our area, which never happens. I usually hit all of my, at least my Walmarts. And I haven't been to two this season, which is insane to think about. And I'm, I'm happy because that means we're learning. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to learn like a little bit at a time every year. You know, it's hard. It's hard. It can be hard if you're used to comparing yourself, but um, the idea that you're going to grow 50% or 100% a year is wild for you. It's a wild expectation to put on yourself, but a little bit of growth every year. You're learning. That's great. I think that's kind of the name of the game with Amazon is starting over. Like even if you don't, you know, like spend out all of your funds and pay yourself out personally, all your funds and have to start over and grow it back up again. Or Amazon changes the rules and, you know, destroys every listing that you have and, you know, you can't sell a dang thing. Um, you know, it's like, I feel like every month I have to completely start over from zero. Um, new rules, new, <laughs> you know, and that's I think probably the hardest part about Amazon is that perseverance is really needed to sell on Amazon you know like um kind of that like that general vibe that women had after RGB died that like resistance you know like I feel like that's like if you don't have that inner grit Amazon is not gonna work for you because I can't tell you how many times I've started over since RGB died I think this would be a great call too. I was just thinking about the resilience of entrepreneurship. Um, when you getting up sick and being like, it's on me, you know, there's nobody pepping me up or nobody saying stay home in bed, no time off. And, you know, I was in the car at 5am a lot of mornings. It's just me. And that takes a certain sort of crazy to keep yourself motivated. And then for the constant hurdles, you know, when you're working your ass off and buyers message you how much you've destroyed their lives. That's, it's just like blow after blow. <laughs> oh, I'm going to start crying. But it does take a resilience here 
that probably we don't talk about enough is just to keep going day after day. And that's why I love our group because it's that little pep talk you need. And just remember, I mean, I know I'm posting all of my big package stacks and blah, blah, blah on Instagram, but you're not seeing that the hard part of the finding it and the packing it. You're just, you're, you are, it's a highlight reel and it always has been and it always will be. So if you think it looks easy, it's not. Like Emily said earlier, people say it's easy. It's not. It, the only easy part is that there's a lower barrier to entry and anybody can get in and do it. You, but you have to actually have the grit. Like April said, like you, there's so much can go wrong at any moment. And you're always walking on eggshells a bit. It's a lot of work. So it's not, it's not just rainbows and butterflies and puppies and unicorns. <laughs> a giant rain and money showers or whatever like yes i just lay on my bed and i roll around in my dollar bills (laughs) (laughs) no i am literally fighting people for the money like (laughs) i'm in the ring (laughs) boxing it out (laughs) literally with your tape gun (laughs) yeah (laughs) the paper cuts i've got the cuts to prove it But we're all we're all this sort of crazy that we're just here doing it. So if you can make it work, it's worth it. Okay, do you guys have anything to add? Are we missing anything? No, no I think I'm good. Megan, we're happy you're here. Drop the banner. <laughs> Getting it. <laughs> oh wait, oh, oh, we oh, need like a on. tagline, like a rap song. <laughs> Drop that banner. Thank Oops. you. Oh, today. What'd what? you say? Can I plug myself today? Do it. Dropping the banner because I have the getting ready for your taxes course that starts January 6th. So, if this is your first year selling on Amazon and you have no idea what you're going to do about your tax return or what any of those numbers mean or even where to get any of those numbers, um, I have a course that literally walks you through all of it. Um, so that the giant 1099 that Amazon sends you ends up not being quite so scary on your tax return. Um, and then if you are in this moment where you've made all this money and you're going, I really need to get bookkeeping done because I hear that you can't do anything unless you do bookkeeping. Um, I also have a course starting in January. It's only offered three times a year but it teaches you how to do your own books if you're at the point where you know you need bookkeeping but can't afford um, full service bookkeeping service. And then I do offer bookkeeping services too. And I can personally highly recommend her bookkeeping service because she's my accountant slash bookkeeper. (laughs) We like happy customers. Yay. So go sign up. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Flippin' Amazon. We hope that this was just a little cup of coffee pep talk encouragement today. You can see our banner here, where to find us, Flippin' Amazon on all social media accounts. Um, And feel free to like it, share it, post some comments. We would love feedback. If you would like to see us talk about something here or you have questions, um, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to chat. So Have a fantastic 
day. Happy holidays. Until next time. Bye. Bye.